3: Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their beauty reviews are literally literally all five stars. If you haven't checked out Dime, it's time. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com.
4: For me, when I was being bullied at school, which was also a big, tough thing I went through, That led to not feeling safe at school or on hockey teams. And gaming was that kind of place where I could escape and get away. And it did a really good job of that.
5: Hey guys, it is Monday, and welcome to the CatNet Unfiltered podcast. And this is a special podcast because Nat and I started the Common Parent way back when, because when we had teenagers, we felt way over our head and like no one was talking about it. Toddlers and the younger ones, everyone had all the conversations and there was books. So The Common Parent is a community that we created for members where they can go and listen to amazing experts. Now, because we love our community so much, we wanted to bring over some of the experts so you could hear little snippets of them. We bring you one a Monday, If you're in the membership, you know that you get full access to them and you have a whole bunch of library in there. So if you're new here, go check out thecommonparent.com. And if you're not, you're going to take a listen to some of the experts that join us. Um, Really, it is about taking tools for your toolbox, quick hits, because a lot of us don't have time for a lot of books and all the experts are so amazing that learning something that's actionable that day is like, ah, the best. So uh, this Monday, we hope you enjoy our expert and just sit back. Uh, We know it can be overwhelming. We know it can feel like a lot, but with the experts and the community and us, we all can do this together. Take a listen um, to our next expert right after this break.
2: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.
1: All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited
2: for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
5: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40
0: gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why you. United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com.
3: As moms, we are often juggling a million and one things. With our kids going in a million different directions and taking care of everyone else can mean that we often forget about ourselves. It's time to reclaim a little me time with some well-deserved self-care. And for us, that doesn't have to mean a lot. It can be picking a favorite product and taking a little extra time to do our daily routine. Dime Beauty offers clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean either. They are 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com/catandnat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p .com/catandnat. Can you tell us who you are
1: um, and and what you do? Cam, you go first.
4: Sure. So my name is Cam Adair and I'm the founder of GameQuitters.com, uh, which is a support community for gamers and their families. I come at this issue from my own personal experience. I struggled with it growing up as a gamer and then you know going and playing 16 hours a day, dropping out of school, uh, being suicidal, all this stuff. And uh, now I'm a speaker. I travel around the world to places like Lebanon, where Jordan and I spoke at a wonderful event. And just try to do as much as I can to to educate people on, on these issues.
1: Perfect. And I'm a, I'm a parent and an educator and an author. And, uh, and um, I guess um, when my kids were very little, I just took a very big interest in trying to understand how we make sense of the, the, the world that they're growing up in. And so I've done a lot of uh, writing, traveling research, just trying to really understand the truth about uh, how, how technology integrates into our children's lives and how we make sure that happens in a healthy way.
5: Yeah. Too. i mean
3: I, 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 I wanted to know first how did you two had you two get together at the conference that's where you met
1: in beirut we met, met. <laughs> yep in yes. beirut lebanon I-
5: this this, this um, conversation feels so um, important and huge because I feel like our generation is the first generation raising children online without the full understanding of what online looks like. So our kids are living in a world that for the first time most parents have no idea about and they either fear it or are ignorant to it. Because it's much easier just to pretend that they're not living in that world, you know, than actually trying to consume it and understand what's happening for you too. I mean, I don't know how we start or where we start, but Cam, I know we kind of threw like um, suicide and, and gaming in kind of the same sentence. And I think that for a lot of parents, that's like, pardon Um, and do you think that that gaming is sort of a direct result of of your mental health and where where you ended up, or was it a a combination of events?
4: Yeah, these issues are always going to be a combination of events. For me, gaming was something that was really exciting. I'm a competitive guy. I played high-level hockey in Calgary, and then I'd go home and play video games. I played competitive games. I was playing StarCraft and Counter-Strike and, uh, you know, eventually World of Warcraft. For me, when I was being bullied at school, which was also a big, tough thing I went through, that led to not feeling safe at school or on hockey teams. And gaming was that kind of place where I could escape and get away. And it did a really good job of that. Um, so as much as, like, I had a lot of mental health things going on, and I think a lot of kids do these days, and yet gaming also was very captivating and, and could maintain my attention for 16 hours straight and so I kind of fell into this this hole where these events led me to, to seek out gaming but then gaming was very uh, proficient at keeping me there and then I found it very difficult for me to stop gaming and this led to spending less time in my kind of real life or, or physical world and that made the mental health even worse and worse and worse until my situation did hit rock bottom and it got super serious.
3: You know, it's um, it's crazy. Yesterday, we were talking to another parenting expert that said um, from uh, lack of sleep can lead to so much mental uh, mental health and and suicide. And I'm assuming that because you were so addicted to uh, the games, you probably didn't sleep as much as you should have been either, right?
4: Well, sl- sleep was bad. My diet was bad. Uh, you know, I had virtually no relationships. person anymore my relationship with my family was bad i dropped out of school i was pretending to have jobs sneaking into my bedroom window i mean like you go down you go down the list it was not good and you know i think it's really important though and i think jordan and i really kind of connect on on these points is that like gaming can fall on the spectrum right so most people who play are fine some people who play it can lead to certain levels of problems Those problems are often complex. They have a lot of things going on. And overall, my main point isn't so much that gaming is bad and nobody should play, but more we wanna understand what someone's relationship is to it. And the reality is that there are people who are struggling and I think they need to be able to have the support that they need to get better, both as individuals and as families. And whether that's a mental health issue or a gaming one, for me, it's just ultimately, how do we help them get better?
5: And Jordan, I'm assuming you're not you're not coming from a place of of being addicted to gaming, but you're coming from a place of trying to understand the perspective of how Cam got there. Right? Is that is that a fair assumption? To,
1: to yeah, yeah I think that, I think that's true. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm super pro on, um, positive about technology for our children. I think they need, you know, more, not, not less, but they need a healthier attitude to it. You know, the bottom line is that we all have, um, um, you know, technology is a part of our lives, right? Like we use it for everything. I was just uh, thinking about, you know, someone asked me when's the earliest age to have kids have access to technology. I'm like, that's not even a real question because people are sharing photos and using uh, and using apps to track sleep, like before the baby even has agency where they're already in a digital <laughs> world, right? And so our real question is when do we let them do it themselves? And as parents we really need to ask ourselves how do we make sure that happens in healthy ways what i love about cam is that cam is acknowledging as we all know that there are people who develop really unhealthy relationships to technologies, just like there's people who develop really unhealthy relationships to food or sex or money or all kinds of things. Right. And in each of I those think. cases, we need to be prepared to have serious interventions. But I'm actually interested in how do we make sure it doesn't happen in the first place? Because I think a lot of it comes because we haven't Model the healthy relationship to technology from the earliest ages, right? So what happens is, you know, we're we're basically tell kids all the time that while they watch, as all of us adults sit here like we're doing right now, making a social media uh, video, that social media is bad and addictive and you shouldn't do it. So they're getting a really mixed message. I I, I suspect that today's teenagers, when you know th- the ones who look fine, they're the ones who are going to be in therapy when they're thirty, c- confused about why did I feel so much. <laughs> much shame about this thing that I love because their teachers and their parents and everyone kept telling them that. And I think that leads to the unhealthy relationships. Now, that's not that what Cam's doing. that's so great is, is built working on the interventions. Once those, once those have happened.
5: So Cam at what did your, did your um, caregivers understand that you were addicted or was it almost too late when everyone was like, what, what do we do now? Or do you wish they had been like, "I am, this is out of the house?
4: It's a difficult question primarily because, you know, as you started with, you're the first generation of parents having to raise kids in a digital environment, now, I'm 34 years, years old, and now imagine my parents when I was a teenager, right? So <laughs> I, I remember when we had dial-up internet, and I remember trying to call my best friend, Brett, and I was like, dude, get off the internet. I'm trying to call you, you know? And yes. now, like, that's no longer something that would happen. But it's my parents, the available information for them back then was zero, right? And people mm-hmm. would say, just take it away, which sounds like really good advice, except I would run away from home. I would, uh, I remember putting passwords on all the computers so no one could use a computer until I was ungrounded. I hid power cords of all the TVs until I was ungrounded. You know, no one got to watch TV. Like, I terrorized my parents. And so for them, you know, my dad smashed my brother one day and I smashed the family camera five minutes later, right? So it, it wasn't something where I was really responsive to those sorts of interventions. And I do think that I was a difficult case My parents had virtually no help and no support and no awareness around this topic. Uh, But the thing they did such a beautiful job of though at the end of the day was they always made me feel like I could go to them at any moment and they would listen and be available. And that night when I had written a suicide note and was planning to follow through with it and I kind of had like a, a big epiphany that I was in danger to myself, I went to my father, asked him to help me, and he did. And we had that relationship that was good enough for me to do that. So I think no matter what, that's crucial.
5: What what did what did that look like for you? As, um, I think that every parent is sitting here being like, what did that look like for you in terms of your par- you knowing you could always go to your parents when it seems like you had a really tumultuous relationship? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I think I was unresponsive in many ways often, but... My dad was pretty savvy. Uh, so, for instance, like talking to me while we were in the house where I was next to my computer was really, really difficult. And so you may be familiar, but in Calgary, there's a, a famous milkshake shop called Peter's Drive-In. And from my home to the milkshake shop was 20 minutes. So in the car, you know, safe space to kind of talk or get the emotions out, like have a conversation. Then we'd have our milkshake, just enjoy our time together, and then drive home and have 20 minutes to kind of talk about how are we going to have a solution to this issue, right? So what are we collaborating on? What strategies are we going to implement? And that structure for me gave me a way to enter into a difficult conversation or a challenging topic and have space to actually work with it. And so I think he was always very good at facilitating that sort of interaction. So I knew in that moment I could go to him and we'd be able to find a solution together.
3: Wow. That's like a good small thing you can do. He lured you with the milkshakes, but he knew you wanted one. Yeah. You
4: like, I would always go, of course.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you're like a free milkshake? I'm in, you know? Yeah. Or, and then he got a conversation, so he got right. access to you. You know, Jordan, I think that at now, since you have the research, and Cam kind of has the experience, it seems like you guys are a perfect blend. I, I know you're pro-technology, and how has... How as parents, can we navigate not getting to the, to the place of addiction, but of, of a healthy relationship. And I know you're saying modeling is huge, but again, what if you have a 16 year old and the ship has sailed and you're, you know, how do we actually instill this healthy relationship if we have a 14 year old who's grown up in this world that we, we are, we've conflicted them in.
1: Yeah and and you know by the time you're you're dealing with with uh, older teenage kids like like Cam was you know it's a really it's a really serious thing and there's a whole lot of other things as Cam has pointed out that are also threads involved right whether it's bullying or other other things and and you know we tend to think that the solution is take it away right which is not the solution because there's just going to be some, you know when you're dealing with all these emotions of being a teenager you're going to find some other way to do it and it's probably also going to not be healthy right so it's not going to be like oh here let's take the xbox now you're, now you're suddenly going to be health the most healthy well-adjusted cheerleader right like now you're so you're going to find some other way to deal with it right
3: but that's exactly what it feels like as a parent that like, it seems like the most logical solution <laughs> is if we have a problem with this, remove it. You're right. so right. They'll find but that's a not way. the problem.
1: And I think Cam has said that really oh, clearly, right? Like that's not the problem. That is a place where the, the problematic experiment. behaviors are getting even more problematic and leading to and leading to further problems, right? There's lots of other problems and they need to be worked out. And it sounds like Cam's dad was fantastic at, at going, hey, I need to talk to you. I need to understand. I need to really think about solutions, which was a way of actually empowering Cam to make those decisions him, himself and to, and to manage that, in, that himself. What we need to do as parents again, is start much earlier with starting to teach them the limitations, right? Starting to teach boundaries around Technology, You know, I started playing video games with my kids when they were about four and six years old. And after like 20 minutes, I would go, well, we had our fun time to move on. And I did that while they were so young. And, you know, four year olds, six year olds, like they'll do anything their parents say. Like, yeah, they throw temper tantrums. But, but they're, you know, it's the teenagers who are the ones who are like, well, how come? Why? Explain why. When I used to say to my four year old, stop, they'd go, do I have to? And I'd say yes. And they'd go, okay, Right. And then they get yeah. a sad face, but they didn't, they didn't fight. They didn't, you know, That's the time where we have to start going. Here are the boundaries. Right.
5: Right. I think also Jordan, um, Kim's dad made a great point of not just saying get off, but a solution to let's go do something together. So it's yeah. not just the kids onus to be like, Hey, get off of it. I, I have a question for
3: you Cause, too. Cause kids will off. My kids will say, if I tell them not to do something, they'll say, I, I have nothing else to do. Yeah. So give them a
5: reason oh, to do I, it.
1: I usually just tell my kids then that I have lots of things they can clean. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're yeah, bored. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we think video games are um, more a more addictive place than a Discord, a TikTok, an Instagram? Like, do we do, is there any scientific mm-hmm. study that, you know, because I, I feel though girls are less, this is totally gender basis, but girls have a less bias towards video games and probably more towards the chats and the snaps and the, all of that. But are, are they on the same spectrum or is one more addicted than the other?
1: Um, I think that there, there, there's not, I mean, first of all, we have to acknowledge that there's a lot of question in the research about whether addiction is the right word to use. And and you know, I'm sure. not an addiction expert, so I'm not even going to weigh in on that. Like, I don't even, you know, I'm just acknowledging that no. there is. That there is that. no matter what no matter what that word is it's kind of irrelevant the fact is there are people who develop really unhealthy relationships to right. these things so I don't really care what word we use to describe it we we need to we need to deal with it um and to I I guess what what I would say is there's no research showing one is more or less there's definitely no research connecting you know uh say uh, on the gender there are certainly less uh uh, girls playing certain kinds of games than there are boys and that's partially because the the the, there's games that are marketed to uh to, to to boys who want to identify in very typical notions of uh of masculinity and and so you know there's more there just happen to be more of those games that go you know that do do that um But you have to also acknowledge that what happens on TikTok, what happens on YouTube, what happens on Instagram is also gamified, right? So in a way, it is still a kind of video game, right? It's still, you know, it's still rewarding you based on how you follow the rules within a certain set of boundaries, or it's not rewarding you. So I don't think it's as simple as one or the other, you know, like anything else in a capitalist world, it's, there's people behind it who are trying to sell things to us hard, and they will do whatever they can to get us to take money out of our pockets and hand it to them. And what we need to do as parents and as teachers and as just grown-ups in general is teach the next generation. You know, either we have to have a large cultural conversation about whether we want to allow people to be these kind of predatory marketers, or we have to. And until we do that, actually, not even or. Until we do that, we have to have. We have to as adults prepare our kids to deal with the reality of the fact that they exist right so so you know when i was a kid and i would see the commercials for whatever toys it was like you know uh, i'm trying to think of a toy that came out when i was a kid like teddy ruxpin came out right and (laughs) like the like commercials are like are are like you want to be the cool kid on the block you have to have like it literally would say that if you want the kids on the block to like you you need to buy this thing and i needed my parents or 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 my older brothers to say no they're just selling to you no one's going to think you're cool because you have the teddy bear and they did that and it's the same thing it's just a lot more of it right now and a much more direct delivery mechanism
5: and And COVID accelerated every, I mean, my six-year-old and five-year-old was on Roblox. And, you know, I might thank God I have older children who were saying, hey, mom, she's talking to a stranger. And I'm like, what? I don't even know what you're playing right now that you can talk to strangers on Roblox. And I think, Cam, did your parents understand the world you were living in? Or was it so foreign to them that they just knew the behavior was not what was like kind of traditional for everyone else? Because I feel like, although... I feel like parents are still in the situation your parents may have been in where it's so hard to grasp what the actual concerns are.
4: Absolutely. I think that even now, you know, the modern parent, they're struggling to really understand uh, these worlds. And that also comes from just a generation gap. There there are there were different priorities for different generations, right? There are different quality of life that people are raised in. And you know, I, I think a classic example that I see play out at the moment is. You know, when my parents, they got a job, they became passionate about that job because that was their job. So they might as well enjoy doing it and do a good job of it. Whereas, you know, my generation, we're much more like, I only want a job if I'm passionate about it first. And so then you bring Mm -hmm. that into the technology realm where the younger you are, the more tech savvy you likely are, especially than your parents. These worlds have uh, opportunities to experience Mm -hmm. a whole wide range of things, including gambling, including... Uh, a lot of sexualized violence that also occurs in yep. games like Roblox, uh, predators. I mean, there toxicity, there's a whole range of these things. And I think younger generations, are uh, they spend more time on these platforms with a much wider range of experiences that occur. And then parents, I think, don't have much interest or curiosity about them. And that leads to some of the conflicts that we're seeing. Uh, Jordan, when I met him, he shared this great example I thought back then where uh, at the time PewDiePie on YouTube had been in a, a bit of a controversy for saying uh, something racist or, or a sexist or, or some hate speech of some kind. And I remember Jordan and told me the story of how him and his kids actually sat at dinner table together and watched it and then had a discussion about it. What did they think about it? What was the line? You know, what was appropriate? What was not? And I think that sort of engagement amongst the family is crucial But the challenge for parents these days is I don't think they, many of them won't care a lot to understand the gaming world. And that instantly creates a barrier for them to
2: understand it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com/trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Why don't more
5: infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
5: We hope you um, truly enjoyed listening to that expert because that's what it's all about is bringing you guys information quickly and easily so you don't feel overwhelmed because gosh, this parenting journey can feel so lonely and so overwhelming. If you are interested in knowing more about The Common Parent, head to thecommonparent.com. It is just full of amazing, useful, easy information to make you feel a little bit more in control and actually help your relationship with your teen or tween. And to be honest with you, it goes across like all of our relationships because relationships are relationships are relationships. And couldn't we all use a little little bit of help in that area? Um, We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you go to thecommonparent.com. And again, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Wherever you may be, we hope you have a beautiful, wonderful day or
1: night.